and welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. Glad to have you with me. If you haven't heard the news, Loretta Lynn has died at the age of 90, the coal miner's daughter. The phone number, if you want to be on the program here, 877-973-7425. We will get back to your phone calls. A lot of you want to talk about Herschel Walker. I'm, I'm happy to take your phone calls. There is other news today, some of it non-political. And, and this, uh, Loretta Lynn passing away, iconic uh, singer. When I was a kid, I lived in Dubai. And there was this thing, boys and girls, we used to use called a video cassette player, VHS. Or in our house, it was a Betamax. Betamax had superior quality to VHS. It's used to this day in some newsrooms. Uh, but Betamax was proprietary to Sony. They wouldn't license it. So Panasonic or JVC1 came out with VHS, which had inferior video quality, but they made it widely available to anybody, and so it dominated. It was harder and harder over time to find Betamax movies, but we had them in Dubai. And one of them was Coal Miner's Daughter, starring Sissy Spacek, who I believe is Loretta Lynn's sister. Uh, or uh, who, how is she... Um, she, who is she related to? Um, 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 uh, I, I forget now. Um, Crystal Gale. That's right. Yes. Related to Crystal Gale. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crystal Gale. That's why it was so, that's why. Yes. Thank you. Um, and, um, Sissy Spacek starred in Coal Miner's Daughter. And I think Crystal Gale was actually in that movie. Um, she starred as Loretta Lynn, um, and it was something my sisters watched over and over and over and over again. Um, and I got tired of that movie. My goodness gracious, did I get tired of that movie. But my sisters absolutely adored Coal Miner's Daughter. And I heard that song over and over and over again when I was a kid because they loved that movie. Yeah, it was uh, so the coal miner's daughter, uh, Academy Award win winner in 1980, Sissy Spacek and Tommy Lee Jones in it. Um, and I they just watched it on repeat until they wore that Betamax tape out. Now, I need to move on. And I want to move on to a story that is not political. And those of you who want to call about Walker and the other news, feel free to 877-973-7425. We have a problem. And this is a Gen X problem. Gen X in the, the 40s, early 50s is Generation X. And we laugh at boomers and we've laughed at millennials and now our kids, Generation Z, some of them are having problems. Do you know the name Maitland Jones Jr.? Maitland Jones Jr. in some areas is actually famous because Dr. Maitland Jones Jr., who is 84 years old, wrote the textbook on organic chemistry. It's actually the textbook name is Organic Chemistry. It's a 1,300-page textbook. It's in its fifth edition. He actually pioneered a new way to teach organic chemistry. 
that relied less on memorization and more on how to solve problems within organic chemistry to develop the analytical reasoning of future doctors. Now, if you've ever gone to college, you probably are aware that organic chemistry is in every university setting the class in which they weed out the kids who aren't smart enough for med school. I went to Mercer University in the 1990s. Mercer University had an organic chemistry class and it was just known if you failed organic chemistry, you were not going to med school. Might as well pack it up. You wanna to go to med school? You better do well in organic chemistry. They had an entire tutoring section devoted to getting kids through organic chemistry who wanted to go to Mercer's medical school. It's a great medical school, focuses on rural medicine. It's a great school. And you had to get through organic chemistry. Organic chemistry is a make or break class for kids who want to go to medical school. And thus, the man who writes the textbook on organic chemistry is in hot demand. He taught at Princeton University for decades and then moved to New York University, has received awards for teaching. He has been regularly recognized as one of NYU's coolest professors. And then last spring, Gen Z got a hold of him. Of the 350 students, 82 of his students signed a petition saying that the class was too hard. They blamed him for their bad test scores. The professor and his colleagues in the chemistry department said this is nonsense. They provided extra resources for the kids. They provided tutoring from the professor himself. They provided videotape lectures the kids could watch at a slower pace. They provided workshops. They did all this. The, of the 82 kids, according to the New York Times, who signed the petition to do something with his class, zero had taken up any of the extras that he provided. The officials, according to the New York Times, tried to placate the students by allowing them to retroactively withdraw from the class, try to review their grades. A one-time exception granted to students by the dean of the college to let them get out of the class and repeat it with someone else later and not be on their transcript. The university instead fired Maitland Jones Jr. They fired him because 82 kids said his class was too hard. You will not be surprised to learn that most of the professors and a lot of the students are furious with the college. But according to the college dean, Mark Walters, the director of university studies in the chemistry department, said that uh, his plan would extend a gentle but firm hand to the students and those who pay the tuition bills. You mean the parents. The university's handling of the petition provoked equal and opposite reaction from the faculty and from pro-Jones students. The deans are obviously going for some bottom line and they want happy students who are saying great things about the university so more people apply and the U.S. news rankings keep go, going higher, says uh, Paramjit Arora, a chemistry professor. One unhappy chemistry class could be a case study on the pressures of higher education as it tries to handle its Gen Z student body. 
Professor Jones changed the way the subject was taught. He retired from Princeton in 2007. He's taught at NYU ever since on a series of annual contracts. He said that some years ago, he realized that more and more students are losing focus. And in the pandemic, it made it worse. Let me just read you a section of this real quick. Students were misreading exam questions at an astonishing rate, he wrote in a grievance to the university protesting his termination. Grades fell even after he reduced the difficulty of his exams. The problem was exacerbated by the pandemic. In the last two years, he wrote, the grades fell off a cliff. We now see single-digit scores and even zeros. After several years of COVID learning loss, the students not only didn't study, they didn't even seem to know how to study. To ease pandemic stress, Dr. Jones and two other professors taped 52 organic chemistry lectures. Dr. Jones says he personally paid more than $5,000 for the videos. That was not enough. In 2020, some 30 students out of 475 filed a petition asking for more help. They were struggling. They didn't have good internet coverage at times at home. The professors assuaged the students in an online town hall meeting. Many students were still having problems. When he pushed students' grades down, noting the egregious misconduct, he said the protests were not given, they were not given grades that would allow them to get into medical school. And by the spring of 2022, the university returned with fewer COVID restrictions, but there was so much anxiety among the kids. The students criticized Dr. Jones for reducing the number of midterms exams from three to two. Dr. Jones says he had to reduce from three to two because the university expected him to give an organic chemistry test six days after the semester started. So he canceled it. He said in an interview he reduced those exams and he couldn't do Zoom classes because they couldn't, the Zoom quality in his room, the university wouldn't upgrade it so that kids could see the board on the camera. Now, there's a larger issue here. This is a, one of the most, the most influential organic chemistry professor in the United States, the man who actually wrote the book on organic chemistry and taught professors how to teach organic chemistry is fired by New York University because a handful of students out of several hundred complained. And the university was more upset about having to deal with angry parents and these kids who wanted to go to med school than actually ensuring they were weeding out kids who didn't belong in med school. We were at the kitchen table last night, my my 13-year-old son, my 17-year-old daughter. We were talking about kids these days, essentially, and things they do. And my son, he says, y'all, I hate this generation. I mean, I realize I'm I'm in the generation, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no work ethic, lazy. It, 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 it's remarkable to me. And after COVID, it's gotten worse. And there is a real divide shaping up in this country between the kids who are in public schools who suffered lockdowns and the kids who were able to bypass the lockdowns because they went to good private schools that kept the schools open and did what they could to get the kids ahead. And those kids in the private schools who got ahead and their kids who went to public schools in red states who were able to stay open are going to be the employers of the other kids. The problem is there are more kids who suffered then there are kids who didn't, and those kids, the ones who suffered, are going to demand some sort of affirmative action program in a decade from now. And, of course, the government's going to be hard-pressed not to give it to them. Going to have to hold the line. It really is remarkable to me 
the amount of pampering we're giving to a lot of kids these days. Now, my kids have it easy. My kids, my view to them is y'all don't have to go get a job while you're in school so long as you are working hard and your grades are good. And if you're keeping up your grades, I'm okay. This is what my parents did to me. I, I never had a job when I was in high school. My wife did. We lived out in rural Louisiana when we moved back from Dubai, and there really wasn't a place for me to go get a job. But my parents' view is that as long as I'm keeping my grades up, I don't have to get a job. Uh, and that's kind of my view with my kids. And now with my oldest, I'm starting to think as, as long as you're out volunteering and you're being a part of the community in some way, you don't have to get a job. I want you to do good and learn a work ethic, whether it's volunteering or at a job. If you want a job, go get one. But as long as you're learning a work ethic, I want both of my kids to have a work ethic. And I am hearing more and more stories about kids my kids' age, teens and younger, who do not possess responsibility or a work ethic to get anything done. And now they're headed into college, and colleges in the North in particular are bending over backwards to cater to these kids. And it's not doing the kids any favor. They're going to get into the workforce and fall behind. If you can get your kid to get a good work ethic and good responsibility and understand life and understand it's not fair and they're the employee, that means they don't get to boss others around, they're going to get a leg up in life. These kids at NYU, I don't want any one of them, the ones who couldn't pass organic chemistry, I don't want them to be my doctor. I mean, they, they couldn't figure out the analytical skills to get through organic chemistry and instead had the professor fired instead of taking it over, hiring a tutor and doing better. I sure as hell don't want one of them as my doctor in the future. But that's what so many universities are producing. I wonder, there was a story the other day, that a lot of southern schools that haven't gone woke are seeing a surge in applications from up north. And I wonder if a lot of these schools like NYU and Yale, Columbia, uh, Oberlin College that have gone so woke, if they're ultimately going to pay the price because the smart kids, the good kids, the ones with the work ethic, avoid them like the plague and go to schools further south where they never went as woke. That could happen. The market will sort itself out. So winter is coming, and I got to tell you, I love the weight of the bull and branch sheets. I like them in the summer when it's hot and you don't want a lot of covers on you. But in the wintertime, they're just the perfect weight, the perfect, I don't know, smoothness. They're 100% organic cotton threads. They've got super softness. They get softer every time you wash them. They're just the drape when you're laying down and stuff. They're not. They're just perfect sheets. I love them. Uh, I am effusive with my praise for Bull and Branch, and I'm delighted to have them as an advertiser. Look, they're made from the highest quality threads. They got superior softness. They got over 25,000 rave customer reviews and counting. I'm one of them. The quality you can tell is great. They hold up well after all the washes I've put them through, and they just get softer. It doesn't matter what the thread count is. The fiber sucks, and you can tell they put a lot of great detail into the fibers they use. And look, Bola Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping, returns on all orders. You're going to feel the difference. You're not going to want to send them back. The first 100% organic fair trade certified bedding company ever. They use 90% less water than conventional production, zero pesticides, other chemical, chemical, toxic chemicals. They don't use them. It's just fantastic. Listen, I'm effusive with my praise. I love Bull and Branch. Try them for yourself. And again, you get a 30-night risk-free trial, free shipping, returns on all orders. Try the sheets that will make you fall for the coziest night's sleep. 
in the season where you want cozy sheets. 15% off your first set of sheets. Free shipping when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC. Trust me, they're worth it. We've got five bedrooms, five beds, Bolin Branch sheets on every bed. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Real quick, a buddy of mine uh, said he was interviewed. Uh, He's a Georgia Politico. I'll leave his name out of it. I don't want to get blown up on text messages. But he said, said the way he sees this vote in Georgia between Warnock and Walker now is this the choice between someone who is alleged to have paid for one abortion more than a decade ago versus someone who wants to pay for every abortion with your tax dollars? It's one way to look about the race. Now, uh, let's jump back to the phones. we got a lot of people who have been waiting on hold. Doug, you're going to be up next. Welcome, Doug. How are you? I'm doing well, Eric. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me on here. And that point you just made, I'd, I'd like to just piggyback to that. Uh, as we know... The latest accusation, um, as a fellow Christian, I, I can relate to this as an accusation that uh, Walker did that. He's saying, no, he didn't. They're saying, yes, he did. So we really don't know for sure if he did it. But we do know for sure that Warnock supports women murdering their babies in the womb, little boys and little girls, and about 60 million of them plus. And he supports that. In fact, I did an email to him, and the last uh, line of that Email was uh, all lives matter, including the unborn. But he insisted that pro-choice, so he wants the women to be able to choose to murder their children. So that, and then that, and you take that along with the economy, and you say, okay, the average gas price when uh, this administration took over was two thirty-eight, and they took it up to four dollars. The inflation rate was one point five percent. They took it up to nine point five percent at one point. The stock market has dropped by 7,000 points. I could go on and on, but you take all that and you say, that's a no-brainer for me. I'm voting for or against Warnock before uh, Walker, I guess. Yeah, so look, I, I see what you're saying, Doug, and, and thanks very much. That That's well stated, and just the question is, who's in the majority here? Who's in the majority? Uh, those who won't vote now or those who will still vote for that? Um, I got a lot of sympathy for the people on both sides. I know a lot of people on both sides. Uh, some will hold their nose and say, I got to vote to to get the Republicans in charge to stop Biden and the Democrats. And Herschel Walker is a deeply flawed person and we're all sinners. Or do I say, I just, I hate them all. Character counts. I, I, I can't support any of them. I know people in both camps. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Eric, you're going to be up next. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you, and I won't hold it against you that you spell your name incorrectly with the K. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you I got for the having best me of on all this. worlds. <laughs> well, you know, after the, and this is kind of a general voting thing, because after the 2020 election, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do think that there were enough irregularities. I choose to believe that there were enough irregularities with voting, and Democrats just were not going to allow this not to go their way in 2020. I, I just choose to believe that. So, I told some friends of mine, I'm not voting. It was tough for me to say, but I'm not voting anymore. I'm not. And so for two years, I've been thinking about this because I don't think it's the right thing to do. But that's the only thing that separates us from revolution is voting. That's it. If you take away the sanctity of voting, all you have left is revolution. So 
I had trouble with coming to that decision. So in this conversation I've been listening to, you know, character does count. You know, I always tell my kids, don't wave the banner. Don't look at the title Democrat or Republican. Look at politicians through the lens from a Christian perspective of, of human nature, right? And, and if you read through the Old Testament, which I've been doing, God used some really bad people. I mean, if you looked at, I mean, Herschel Walker has nothing compared to some of these people, right, that God used yep. for good. So so I'm thinking if somebody did something in the last 10 years that, that was absolutely ir- absolutely terrible, that doesn't yep. mean that's who Look, they are now. Eric, I got about 15 seconds. Yeah, that's it. I, I'm just saying that I think you really need to focus on who the person is now and what they're going to do today, not focus yep. on yesterday or 10 that's, years ago. Look, I got to let you go there. The computer's going to cut us off, but that's that's I, well said. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. So you know, uh, the, the guy who's in charge of The Daily Show now, Trevor Noah or whatever he's leaving. I don't think if he was wasn't leaving they would they would uh do this. Uh this is a montage. It's put together of Veep and Kamala Harris. Now, uh for those of you who don't know, uh Veep was a comedy show on HBO and my goodness, language alert on that TV show. Thankfully there's none of this this video clip. Um Veep was about a woman named Selena Myers who wanted to be president. She was a member of Congress. She became vice president, ultimately became president, and she was a profound idiot. People who work in Washington always say that the nation thinks that Washington is like the West Wing or like, um, oh, whatchamadiggy, the, the, the show with Kevin Spacey, um, uh, House of Cards. And the reality is Washington, D.C. is like Veep. Many of the people who won the popularity contest known as the election are actually deeply stupid people. Uh, This is what The Daily Show put together. You'll hear Selena Myers, who's the comedy uh, played by Julie Julie Louise Dreyfus, and you will hear Kamala Harris. Remember, uh, the Veep character is, like, well-known to be an idiot, and this is the montage between the two of them. My fellow Americans, words have many meanings, and sometimes instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings. When we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. Well, we are the United States of America because we are united. And we are states. I'm talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, There is great significance to the passage of time. Whatever we have in store cannot be known. The past was once the future. The future is, I should say, unknown. We gotta take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Obesity is a serious disease and it needs to be taken seriously. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. I hope that clarifies the issue and this can be the last word on those words. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right and that's why I do believe that we are living Sadly, in um, real unsettled times. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done. Okay.
Let's go back to the phones, 877-973-7425. Alan, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show, Alan. Yes, sir. Uh, you mentioned the importance of Mr. Walker making a response to the recent allegations. I think he should issue a statement to Mr. Warnock saying, we've both had trouble marriages. We've both been angry. We've both said things we should have not ever have said. However, actions speak louder than words, Mr. Warnock. I've never hit my wife. I've never shot my wife, and I never ran over her with a car. <laughs> it's not a bad way to do it, uh, because Warnock did run over his wife with a car. I mean, they, they, they got her on audio talking about it. By the way, uh, Warnock should release, he unseal the divorce proceedings. Warnock has sealed his divorce proceedings. Uh, maybe they need to be unsealed. Back to the phones, 877-973-7425. David, welcome to The Eric Erickson Show. Yeah, good afternoon, Harry. This is David from Dakula. Yeah, my response is about your take on the uh, issue that integrity does not matter, that it's only issues that matter. I mean, that one can only hold water if you're appealing to a core Republican. But if you really want to attract independents like myself, we want to know whoever we are voting for. If not, there wouldn't be any need for names. And the ballot, you just put Republican and Democrat. Yeah, because you want to know who you are voting for. You don't want to hire an ex-child abuser to watch over your kid. You want to know whoever it is. And because of lack of integrity, that's why people promise heaven and earth. They go to the Senate and do what they want. And if you look at what happened in the area of Tea Party movement, we have a lot of senator and House of Assembly members that went there because promising heaven and earth. Until today, none of them have been able to do what they promised they were going there to do. One of it was to reduce the cost of governance in this country. It, the same is still the same issue since then still now because we don't have men of integrity. And if you continue in that way, it will get to a point that if Democrats are able to present a good person to run as governor in Georgia, that will be the end of Republicans. Because we cannot continue to do that. We want to know who we are voting for. Integrity does not matter. We know the issue. But we want to know somebody that is honest enough to go there and do what they promise. So that's why the issue, that's why the integrity matters. Yeah, look, I, I, David, I, I think that's well said. Um I, a character at the end of the day has to count because you got to be able to trust that these people who say what they're going to do do go do what they've they've pledged to do, and and so often they go break their word in Washington. The question, however, remains, and we won't find this out until election day. How many of there are? How many people are there in the integrity counts? The person's got to have integrity, or I won't vote them camp. Versus, well. Yeah, integrity is great, but we got to stop the Democrats. So I'm going to go stop the Democrats. Uh, there, there's, there's an issue there, and I, I don't, I don't have an answer. I, I genuinely, y'all, I don't have the answer. I don't know. I do know what happened in 2020, which was a lot of people, 27,900 some odd people, set out the race, and that shifted it to Joe Biden and gave it to him. Um, now, uh, back to the phones, joy, you're going to be next. Welcome. Hi, joy. How are you? Thank you. So thank you so much. I'm good. I just have to say that we've been complaining for two years, these horrible progressive policies we see and we, in all the different ways we talk about this and this, 
And now we're saying, are we going to send a man up there that's going to vote 96 percent of the time for those policies, or are we going to send another man? I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I just heard Herschel speak today for about an hour spontaneously, just talking about life, talking about um, principles, talking about hard work, talking about his mistakes and forgiveness and humility. Um, he's not the person that people are debating now. He's, he's a guy that's made a lot of mistakes, and he's owned up to them, and, um, and he's going to vote the right way. He and is I think if they the right listen way. to him, they would like him. Yeah, and you know, and again, this is the one of my issues is is his his campaign needs the money to get his message out. They need to do it quickly uh, so that voters can actually hear Herschel Walker instead of hearing Warnock defying Herschel Walker for him. Jim, you're going to be the last caller today. Jim, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Eric. I listen to your show every day. But two things I want to push back uh, on you. Uh, one, when, when Claudia called earlier, I think that was her name, she began her conversation saying that Republicans are always talking about morals and integrity, and yet they vote, you know, and I wanted, to, I wanted a little follow-up to say Republicans aren't all, the only ones in that camp. And the other thing is uh, this integrity issue and your characterization of the two options are hold your nose and vote for a very flawed candidate or lean on integrity, and I think I'm a man of integrity, and I am wholeheartedly I'm going to vote for Herschel Walker because well, now, now, now Jim, let me stop you there because I, I I don't want you to misunderstood what I said. Uh, there are going to be the people who go vote for Warnock because they want to vote for Warnock. And there are going to be the people who go vote for Walker because they want to vote for Walker. But there are in the people who may or may not go. There are that group of people who might sit on the sidelines, and those people are divided between two. They are the people who say, I, it's integrity and I can't do it. And there are the people who say, I don't want to vote for the guy, but I'm going to because we got to put the Republicans in charge. Uh, so, they, I mean, I'm only talking about those two. There are four camps, may, maybe six, if you want to go with the they're voting for Warnock because they hate Walker. They're voting for Warnock because they like Walker. Same with Walker. And, and then you got these, I, I, I don't know, but I want the Republicans in charge or the uh, I don't know, but I think integrity matters. So you're in the I'm going to go vote for Walker camp. Uh, and, and you're going to go do it and you're going to stop the Republicans and, and God bless you for doing it, but just keep that's wanted you to understand what I meant there by focusing on those two camps. Well, thank you. I, I, I think integrity also is on the side of not putting someone in Congress or in the Senate who is going to vote for, uh, funding abortions by the thousands. Yeah, look, uh, a buddy of mine I, I mentioned earlier gave a comment to the Daily Beast and said, you're either voting for a guy who allegedly paid for an abortion in 2009 versus a guy who is on record saying he wants all of us to pay for abortions uh, across the United States. That's going to affect people. And frankly, among the Christian community out there, who uh, a lot of them may be on the sidelines, that's kind of the message that Herschel Walker is going to need to take that uh, I deny what happened. I deny that I paid for this abortion. I denied that I had this relationship. But Raphael Warnock is on the record saying he wants you to pay for abortions across the nation. You can split that message. You got to divide it up. I will say, though, if the Walker campaign is limited in their budget and limited in the approach they can make, 
There's one message, and it's this one. My name is Herschel Walker. I'm the subject of smears and attacks by the Raphael Warnock campaign and the media that flat out are not true. I did not pay for a woman's abortion. The reason they're raising this is because they want to distract you from the value of your 401k. They want to distract you from crime in your streets. They want to distract you from high grocery prices. You vote for Raphael Warnock. You're going to keep getting high prices and low 401ks. You vote for me. We're going to fix this thing and hold Joe Biden accountable. My name is Herschel Walker, and I approve this message. There's your ad right there. If you only got one to do, that's what you got to do. But you got to do what Dr. Oz has done, what Ron Johnson has done, what Adam Laxalt has done, what even Blake Masters is doing in Arizona. You got to focus on holding the Democrats accountable for crime and the economy and maybe immigration. Speaking of immigration, Bill Malugan at Fox News was in, been in Washington, D.C. Listen to this. And Charles, fiscal year 2022 came to a close just a few days ago, and a CBP source tells me that fiscal year 2022 ended with 599,000 known gotaways at our southern border. That's an average of 50,000 every single month and more than 1,500 slipping past our border agents every single day. 50,000 illegal aliens a month got away from Customs and Border Patrol. They're in this country now. That, my friends, is another message for the Republicans. It's one Walker can run on, and he's got to make it about putting the Republicans in charge. Putting the Republicans in charge. I see that uh, people on the left are saying, has any single Republican denounced Herschel Walker today? Why would they? He's denied it. He's denied it. If there's some proof, let's let's have the proof. I still think it's kind of weird that this woman held on to a receipt from 2009 for an abortion. That's just weird. Uh, nonetheless, Herschel Walker's denied it. Now, I got to tell you, uh, I wish we could run an Eden Pure for this election. Y'all, the Eden Pure Thunderstorm works. I need you to know, because I get this question all the time, I don't use the Eden Pure. Uh, and leave it running all the time as an air purifier. It can wipe out the dust and the mildew, the pollen, has electrostatic filters and all that. It does work, but I use it to eliminate odors, and it works so well with that. A buddy of mine was telling me he took one, got one because of me and can smoke a cigar in his truck, and it wipes out the odors. Uh, his wife has no idea. I use it in my kitchen when I fry shrimp. When Christy and the kids are gone, Christy doesn't like seafood smell. I can fry shrimp in the kitchen, fire up the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, it wipes out odors. And I always keep one in my suitcase because if I'm traveling in a rental car or a hotel room stinks, I can plug up the Eden Pure either directly into the wall or with a USB cord. So I keep one at home. I keep one in my car. I keep one in uh, my suitcase. And right now you can get three of them for less than $200. You get all three of them for less than $200. You're saving $200 and you get free shipping. What you do is go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com. Use my name, Eric, number three. Eric3 is your discount code. On the very front of the website, you'll ask, it'll ask you for the discount code. You put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K, and the number three. And you get three of them for less than $200. You're saving $200. You get free shipping. You clean the air. You get one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement or your RV, your car, your travel bag like I do. And they just work to wipe out odors. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is Eric3. Hello there. Welcome back. What an exciting time, isn't it? <laughs> By the way, there is news. Joe Biden has told Al Sharpton he will run for president again in 2024. 
Biden allies, according to NBC News, have said he'll seek a second term. Uh, the president has shied away from a public declaration, uh, declaration. He told Al Sharpton this in a private conversation. Uh, Al Sharpton then told his National Action Network staff later that day, I'm going to do it again, Biden said, as he posed for a photograph in the Roosevelt Room with Al Sharpton, who is an MSNBC host, according to an official of Sharpton's National Action Network, who recounted Sharpton's description. I'm going. Here's the thing. If the Democrats get blown out of the water in five weeks, Biden can't. If they are able to mitigate the damage, then Biden has an argument that he helped mitigate the damage. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they do this. But there's another part of this too. And that is that the massive amount of people who are in the Democratic Party and under the age of 40 who do not want Joe Biden to run again. That's actually a big issue that they don't seem to appreciate or understand here. Uh, the massive number of young voters in the Democratic Party who don't want Biden to run again because Biden does stuff like this. You should have seen Jill Biden standing behind him when Jill Biden said this at the White House yesterday. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure, since you're part of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals and Delaware as well. And I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. I spent a lot of time in the northern part of the state. Uh, Joe Biden was raised in a Puerto Rican home, kind of, sort of. He keeps saying these ridiculous things, and it keeps alienating people. Uh, one of the Telemundo anchors, lots of discussions about uh, how Hispanic voters, Latino voters are going to do, was on TV, he said this. Latinos are the largest, uh, the fastest growing group of voters. Mm -hmm. And the numbers are there. We, Latino voters represent, make up about one out of 10 voters. But they're also very unhappy. I mean, the pandemic hit them very hard. The economy is hitting them very hard. Inflation is hitting. They are unhappy about the job quality. And if you see the, the main issues Latino care about, yeah. they are right there, economy, the job quality. So uh, yeah, this is a concern and this can make things very difficult for Democrats. And also the way Republicans yeah. are gaining space in that gap between Democratic, uh, Democrats and, and, and Republicans. Uh, yeah, the economy matters even to the Hispanic Latino community and Joe Biden's out there saying, well, I, I kind of grew up in a, in a, in a Puerto Rican house. Um, I just don't think that's going to get him very far and stuff like that, that turns voters off on Joe Biden. He continues to say weird things and wander aimlessly around stages and buildings. Um, I, If the Republicans blow him out of the water in November, he's not going to run again, even if he says he is. But if it's close, he's got an argument that he helped mitigate the damage and the Democrats will be stuck with him and a recession is coming. And that's going to hurt them even more.